0: current events prophecy message will be kind of a short and simple one, but a good reminder for us is finding joy in troublous times. You know, uh, joy is one of the marks of a true Christian, you know, um, when you see somebody going through trying times and so forth, usually the unbeliever gets, uh, you know, doesn't have that. That comfort and that security—they panic. They're in a really, really dark time in their life, and um, but but a Christian, even during troublous times, when people see that they had that they, they still have peace of mind and they can still find joy, um, it's a great witness to other people. And I bring that up because of everything that's going on in the world today. Um, it can get us bitter when we see all this negative stuff, all this anti-American stuff, all this anti-Christian stuff, and and it, it can it can wear on you over time. Um, and I'm not saying that we should be Pollyannas and always be positive. There are, there is a time for righteous indignation. There's a time to rebuke the wicked, but it, there's also a time to you know sometimes you you realize that. Um, you know, many people around us are just deceived. You know, they, they're lost, they're confused, they don't know what they're doing. And um, so we don't want to get, you know, totally burnt up with anger, uh, with, you know, with, with family, member and family members and friends. Uh, I, I've been getting a lot of emails lately with people saying that um, their, their family is like totally split right now. People worried about losing their inheritances and things like that over political and religious, uh, you know, squabbles. Um, so things are getting pretty divisive, and, um, and and again, finding joy in troublous times is a good reminder for us, so we can so we can be a witness for the for the gospel. Um, Luke chapter twenty two, verse thirty four. Um, you know the best example of finding some kind of a. Um, Well, think about everything that Jesus went through, the mocking, the ridiculing, um, and still he's going to, we're going to read a verse here, still he was asking the Father to forgive these people. I mean, you know, we're starting to live through a little bit of what he lived through with Black Lives Matter and all, all these radical leftist groups and, you know, they've taken over. Uh, many parts of our society, and now we are being mocked and ridiculed by them, called haters, and, and all these things. Um, but uh, Jesus' ex- Jesus's example, after everything he went through, it says this in Luke 22, verse 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, now check this out, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. So, you know, he had to, I mean, think about that. The people that are persecuting us today, most of them uh, do not have any idea what they're doing. They think what they're doing is right. Uh, they think that Bible thumpers and, you know, Christians and uh, pro-American people are the, the evil people, that we are the problem. And they sincerely think that. Because they know not what they do. Uh, the same reason Jesus was crucified. Um, it didn't make any sense why he was crucified. It was a mob that called for his crucifixion, uh, and the mob just, you know, just got bloodthirsty, and um, and all those people were just controlled by other forces. Um, in Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-nine, Stephen, when he gave his witness or testimony to the people. Um, it says here, and they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, uh, and and they stoned Stephen, and then he called upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now think about that: getting stoned to death by these. Um, by this raging mob, and st- and still asking God to forgive them, because they don't know what they basically because they don't know what they're doing. I know it would be very hard for me to do that. I'd be like, Lord, bring down the uh, hailstones from heaven and pound these infidels. You know, that's what I'd want to say. Um, but you know, I think when you actually get into the moment, the heat of the moment like that, and the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Like many of these martyrs, they have a greater spiritual insight. You know, they're not thinking petty thoughts. They're not thinking selfish thoughts. Um, they 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 have a, a deep understanding and a care for the people that are that are deceived. Um, James chapter one verse two says, "My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations." Now, this is a little bit of a different. Um, topic or this applies a little bit differently than uh, people. Well, not really, I guess. So when we get persecuted and we are, uh, people are ridiculing us, he's actually telling Christians to be happy about that. It kind of sounds strange. Why would you be happy about people lying about you and persecuting you? That doesn't make any sense. But this is why verse three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. In other words, God purposely allows us to go through persecutions, uh, or you know, we do a little bit, to, little bit now, but possibly a lot more in the future, and that is for developing us. That's for maturing us, so we can develop patience, uh, love for the people, even though they treat you horribly. And things like that. So you're supposed to be happy when you go through that because it means God is uh, is working on your heart. Uh, Matthew chapter five, verse eleven, Jesus says, "Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You racist, you bigot, you homophobe. You ever hear all those things." Um, slanderous terms against Christians for wanting to uphold the moral laws of God and wanting to uphold righteousness. uh, Jesus says when they revile you and persecute you for that, um, you're blessed because you're going to receive uh, rewards here. In verse 12, he says it right here, rejoice and be exceeding glad. For great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Okay, they've always done it to the righteous people. The righteous people have never been popular uh, with the uh, popular culture or society. Um, you know, um, it's interesting here. He says, "Rejoice and be exceeding glad." Now that almost sounds—that uh, sounds pretty strange too. How could you rejoice? Being, how could you be full of joy and be exceeding glad when people persecute you? Um, the the thing is, I, I guess what Jesus, I think what I take from this is Jesus is saying when that happens to you, uh, n- know that you're on the good side because it's supposed to happen. If everybody's saying all kinds of nice things about you all the time, then you should probably be sad because if the world loves you, Satan probably loves you, and you know where that you know where that goes. Um, so, um, John fifteen verse ten, Jesus says, "If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love." Now, think about that. That's what you know. You've I've harped on this so, so much. Uh, uh, basically, in about every study, and that 's because the church has gotten away from the commandments of God they just they preach uh, love, but they don 't actually fulfill love as far as obedience to God by trying to obey his commandments and um, and and asking others to try to obey in society you know by passing uh, moral legislation and things like that but anyway, so he says, "If you keep my commandments and you abide in my love um, it, it, well, I'll go down to verse eleven. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full, okay? so even in the world, Jesus wants his servants to have joy. I mean, think about this if if you're a, if you're an unbeliever and you call some uh, call some Christian a name, and the Christian turns around and says, "You're an effing whatever, you know. That just makes him angry, but if the Christian turns over and smiles at him, says, "Hey, man, I love you," or whatever you know something, then it's hard for, then they're like confused. you know what do I do there's, it's going to leave a mark on that person uh, more than likely. It might not convert them, but it's going to do a lot more good than uh, if he remembers somebody just turn around swearing back at him, um, that type of thing um, again I'm not saying that there's not a time for righteous indignation, and we should just all be a bunch of uh, you know fluffy uh fragrant flowers wherever we go uh cuz Jesus also said be the salt of the earth if the salt has lost its savor um it's good for nothing but um i guess that's that was a really short message i just wanted to bring that up because it's a good reminder for the times we're in now and times that we're likely headed into to not let this stuff make us bitter and angry, we know we know where we're going, and we know where they're going, and if anything, we should be sad knowing that we know where they're going, and and try to you know, have compassion for them even when they're persecuting us. It's very hard to do, um, but uh, nevertheless, that's that's what that's what should be on our mind. Does anybody have anything they want to add to that? Questions or comments?
1: Yeah, I was <clears throat> watching. I don't know if you saw the after the Republican convention got over uh, on Thursday, a bunch of senators and people were there at wherever, I kind don't know if it was from the White House or wherever they were leaving from, but they were walking. I don't know, mm. I don't quite understand why there wasn't some security bet, I don't know. But they were leaving the building and they were going to like their hotels or something, and they were just surrounded by the mob, and they were screaming at them, and it was just ugly. They were in their face, and just the most ugliest screams, and you know, and, I was just like angry watching it. I was like, if that was me, I would be like, because they get right in their face and stuff. I mean, I would. I was like, why aren't they like punching them in the face? And you know, it's like you don't have to let them get that. I don't know. My my uh, my feeling was I was just angry, and and but the senators all just kept very calm and mm-hmm. didn't say anything back. You know, and because they're yelling at them. Say her name. Say her name. And, was, uh, I just thought that was it was along what you're saying here is that they just kept it cool they just they uh they just kind of kept a calm uh aura about them and uh handled it properly i think if i would have been there i think it would i would have escalated it and uh but i just it's just that mob thing that you're talking about you know the the locusts yeah you can't even walk out of a thing and and and, uh, you're just attacked and it's hard to be joyful and forgiving right
0: right That was uh, Rand Paul.
1: Yeah, there was a couple other ones, too. There was a a black senator, too, that I saw. And a couple other ones, the same exact thing happened. And the police had to have their bikes and, like, making a wall to protect them.
0: Yeah, if if you think about it, most of the Christians are, you know, a lot of Christians throughout history have been killed by mobs. That type of thing. You know, and Rand Paul thought, he he said he seriously thought he probably wasn't going to make it. He probably wasn't going to live through that. I mean... Those mobs get so dangerous so quick, you know, and they're just so, they get to be so evil and nobody thinks rationally. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the Republican convention as a whole, actually, I thought they, despite all the hatred that's coming from the left, this anti-American hatred and rioting and you know what I mean, the Democrat party, they stamp love on everything they do, but all they do is hate. They hate everything. They hate their own lives, and they're not happy people, and so forth. But anyways, where, where was I going with this? Um, the
1: convention.
0: Yeah, the, the Repo- Republican convention, yeah, it was really positive. They really focused on positive things, you know. They they showed um, legal immigrants uh, taking the oath of citizenship. Um, you know, these were people from all over the world that were coming. But they were coming here legally, so they showed how you do it properly and things like that. And it was really neat to see the ceremony. They were supposed to renounce any allegiance to foreign powers. And um, and that's how it should be done. Not just breaking in here and having no allegiance to America and taking and stealing and robbing just for yourself. Um, there's just... It's just... Uh, yeah, it was really nice to see the Republicans be really positive. Again, I'm not I'm not promoting that. We just all just you know, we say love, love, love all the time. But uh, we we can't let this stuff burn us up, destroy our, give us an ulcer, you know. <laughs> but uh,
1: Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse 10, 11, 12. I just read part of ten because they did. This seems more like it's for today almost, you know. Uh, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie and they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness it's, it's kind of it's right. kinda like he's exactly talking about today like
0: that. right, that's exactly what they what have pleasure in Second.
1: Thessalonians second, second, yeah, 10, 11, 12
0: yeah, that perfectly describes Yeah, perfectly describes a strong, because they have pleasure in doing unrighteousness.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I, I sit there and think, I'm like, and I know people that are decent people, smart people, and they're totally the only way they can be the way they are is because there's a delusion over them Right, they're just not thinking clearly, they're, you know, And the, God him. That's, right. that's really
0: weird. and the difference between a Christian and one of them, uh, obviously, you know, if, when you get into sin, you keep sinning more and more. But uh, you know, we commit unrighteous acts, um, you know, on a somewhat of a regular basis. Everybody does somehow, but we don't have pleasure in our unrighteousness. We feel bad when we do that. You know, there's a conscience there. We we uh, we know it wasn't right, and we want to, and we struggle, and we want to do what's right. But they don't care. They actually enjoy doing evil.
1: I remember you spoke about this a couple weeks ago or whatever, and I'm like, I'm thinking, why does God do this? Why would He? It doesn't seem fair or whatever. But at the time, the way you described it, and when we looked into it, it was a punishment basically for them not not believing in God or not serving God. Yeah, punishment. That's almost like now they get to wallow in their filth and their sin.
0: Right, it's, it kind of reminds me of, you know, parents, uh, you ever hear stories where their kid got caught smoking a cigarette or something and their parents made him smoke a whole pack? Right. You want to yeah. smoke them? Here you go. <laughs> see, how that, see how that feels, you know, or whatever. Um, uh, anything else? Um,
1: you were like, well, why would he do that? Well, even in like Romans... Twenty-eight, uh, chapter one, verse twenty-eight. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God just gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. He probably just got sick of them constantly turning them away and constantly, you know, not following the commandments. That he's just like, fine, just you know, whatever. What was that one again? Uh, Romans chapter one twenty-eight.
0: That's a good point. Yep, because they'll punish themselves if he lets them go. They'll they'll punish themselves in a way that will bring them down to a low point, hopefully, and come back. That's kind of the hopes. They go all the way down that there's no there's no more further there's no further to go. But it
1: just seems like now we're getting closer and closer to where people are gonna just say this whole thing is. Not, non-believable, it's made up I mean, with all there's just so much information that people look up on the internet and just believe whatever they see, this is going to be next, Wait, and then you just have no 20.
0: right, yeah, ultimately it's, they hate America, well they already are, att- in Portland they were burning Bibles and American flags well, but, a Trump
1: supporter just got shot last night just for walking down the street what? In
0: the Patriot Prayer hat yeah. on, or something. That's yeah, unfortunately, it's probably going to get a lot worse. Um, are they-